Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, well women. Welcome back to the show. For those of you who are new to the show, I want to give you a great big welcome. And today on the show, I have two awesome women, Rafine Lawan and C. Nicole. They happen to be sisters. They went into business together as the first Black women to own a menstrual pad company. So they provide non-toxic, chemical-free menstrual pads. And they started this together. They both have their own individual careers, but they came together to start this to provide a healthier option for women and girls to empower them to acknowledge menstruation as a strength. So of course, when I heard about them, I was like, I have to have them on the show. This is great. I love what they're doing. And we had a great conversation. Raffine is the CEO of the food marketing company, Inspire Brand Management with clients on three continents. She's also the founder of Moms for Metals, a nonprofit organization that focuses on creating new successful generational statistics in teen moms and young women. C. Nicole is a businesswoman, singer songwriter, nonprofit founder, author, boutique owner, and pan-Africanist. C. Nicole started as a freelancer in TV and film production before switching industries and starting her own marketing company, emphasizing experiential marketing. You can find notes from today's show at wellwomanlife.com slash 281show. And as always, the Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy, a group coaching experience at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. Now to my interview with Wombly co-founders, Raffine Lawan and C. Nicole. I'm speaking with C. Nicole and Raffine Lawan. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. It's great to have you. I'm so excited to hear about what you're up to. I love what you're doing. And but before we get into sort of what what you're doing, and what your work is, I'd love for you to just tell listeners, who are you in the world today, as individuals, as women, as leaders? And C. Nicole, let's start with you. Hi, I'm C. Nicole. The C stands for Kristen. Basically, in the world today, I am an entrepreneur, but I'm also an author. So I educate adults and children on Pan-African history. Um, I'm also the founder of a nonprofit focusing on education and entrepreneurship. I'm a world traveler with over 100 countries under my belt. So I'm a world citizen who is about advancing education and entrepreneurship. Awesome. Okay. And Raffine, same question for you. Absolutely. So I am Raffine Lawan. I am a mother of two amazing young boys, but I'm an entrepreneur. I am an athlete, (laughs) a powerhouse, I should say. So at this stage in life, you know, we have, I have a marketing company. I am a, a strong advocate for, I love my teenage mothers. So I mentor young ladies throughout the Dallas, uh, Fort Worth Metroplex that I have for years. Uh, we've done different things for nonprofits with human trafficking and just raising awareness around empowering women as a whole. Wow. Okay. And I'd love to just dig into 
what are you working on together and how does it impact women's lives and well-being? So we are right now, uh, we are working on Woombly. Woombly is a natural pad company that we started in 2021 uh, that we are excited to be launching. Our heart launches uh, March 2022. And literally it's bringing a happy care for room to forefront, which is like the premise of it. But also you have to acknowledge in, you know, empowering ministration as a strength. Like it, it goes beyond just our mission statement, but being able to give back to our community, awareness, education, like C. Nicole said, like she cares about education uh, of the people and so do I. So what we did is we saw a need in our community to really hone in on womb health and self-care as the best care, in my personal opinion. And so with our products right now, we know fragrance dyes, chlorines, or pesticides, and we'll dive in, I'm sure, a little bit later on what our products actually do. But we really wanted to start by giving back into every, for every purchase that you make, you can help give back to a woman need. Oh, okay. Woman need. And see, Nicole, why, why this work and why now? Oh, for me, since I do have the nonprofit, um, I spent a lot of time in Latin America and Africa, and there were just a lot of stories of girls missing out on school or missing out on work simply because they didn't have access to feminine care or couldn't afford it. And so I was looking for menstrual care brands that could help my nonprofit, and they either wouldn't respond or they would want me to pay resale price. And I was like, no, I'll just go make my own. <laughs> and so that's literally how it started. Wow. Okay. And so when you say womb care, can you describe what, what all that encompasses? Because I know there are specific products that you make now in order to help with that. But I, I think it's a bigger issue than, than just feminine hygiene products, right? Like what is womb care? A lot of people, we just buy right? We just buy products. We pick them up off of the shelves. We're not really sure like what actual chemicals or dyes that are in it that actually hurt our reproductive system. When you're sitting in your own fluid, that literally can, see Nicole, make sure I'm right on here, like within a certain amount of time, 120 or 107 germs happen over what time, Kristen? It's really quick. So basically when you're <laughs> sitting down in your fluid, it's up to 107 germs. And this has been backed by the WHO Foundation, enter back into your reproductive system. So those are things that that cause cervical cancer, things that are causing yeast infections, just BV, just a bunch of random things. So when we talk wound care, we're talking about like the uterus as a whole and just bringing that education there. Um, there are some women who want to have kids. We want to make sure they have a healthy room for that child to grow in. And then there's some women who don't want to have kids, but we also don't want them to, you know, increase their chances of things like cervical cancer. So that's what we mean by wound care. Just actually taking care of your womb because as a woman, I feel like that's the center of your body. And also that is you, you breed life, you know, population growth of that. So definitely want to take care of that. That and one of the things that our product does feature is it helps balance your pH. And so if your pH balance is off, again, like she said, anything, you just run so many risks and it also decreases your actual, your ability to fight off regular infections. So it starts from within. Yes, it does. And I love that you focus on the womb. I think the word womb is something that is not a common word in people's vocabulary. And as you point out, women sort of, and men, like everybody sees the period or the menstrual cycle as something to be ashamed of or curse or it's inconvenient. How did you, how do you view that in popular culture and and how is that shifting with, with your work? I guess it starts also from 
I guess, your upbringing. So for me, I've always looked at menstruation as a power because I'm a logical thinker. And I know that without menstruation, women can't birth. And without birth, the, there's no population. <laughs> and so I've always looked at it like, wow, this is a strength that I must hold, that I'm responsible for, that I must cherish. Um, so I personally want other women to see that. So I wrote the mission statement word for word. Like authentically, I want to see women see it as a strength. Also with my travels, like especially going into you know, Middle Eastern countries, how the period is like a taboo, or sometimes like they have to go off and live somewhere else for seven days. And so I'm like, no, like, without that, there will be no us. <laughs> and so just trying to shift the perspective of celebrating menstruation and understanding the power and the responsibility that women hold with their wombs. Well, I love that you're bringing that forward. And I also see it as a big challenge, right? Because even in in the United States, where your company is based, right? We're seeing like, we don't even have to travel to the Middle East or, or anywhere else or Latin America to see some issues right here in, in the US. And so what are some of those issues? I mean, obviously, girls don't have to stay home from school because of their period. But we do hear about sometimes they don't have the money to buy products, or they're embarrassed, or, you know, different issues. What are you finding? No, everything you said is right. So basically, we were all white for a reason. Um, you'll see that in a lot of our marketing is because, you know, we heard the stigma growing up that, you know, if you're on your period, you're supposed to wear all black or if you're on your period, you can't like play sports. And that's why we wear a lot of sporty gear in our marketing as well. Um, also, our packaging, I personally designed it from a blank canvas. I wanted it to make it look fun, like something inviting, like this is something you'll want to be seen with. We also have little period pouches for those who do want to be discreet. And then also we're just doing the education to try to convince, you know, kind of re-educate girls and women on, you know, seeing that as a strength. Also, we have the give back feature. So when you purchase with Wombly, you're giving back to another womb in need. And with those women, we give them our biodegradable moderate pad, giving back to people who can't afford it, even here in the United States, and then just trying to market to change their perception on what a period looks like and how it is something to be proud of. And for either of you, but Refine, I'd be interested in your answer too about not just the need to change the behavior of women and girls, but we also need to change systems and culture so that women and girls are supported, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that, again, it, it comes from an educational piece. So one of the things that we want to do or that we definitely talked about and now are getting ready to target is the school system, right? So from a culture standpoint, if we can start with young, right? So you take all of the ethnicities that may be existing in the school district, then if you can target our youth, so that way, if we can get them young, we can show them a happier, healthier way, self-care, we can empower them, encourage them and motivate them. We can get, you know, uh, C. Nicole talks about her journey where she was raised by her dad, right? So we can target, it's not only about our young girls, but even our fathers, right? Because they also who have daughters, we want them educated, not just picking the first thing up, the first thing that they see off the shelf that may have a lot of chemicals, but honestly could be hurting their reproductive system. Toxic shock syndrome, right? Being in a tampon for too long could, and if 
when you're uneducated on what it actually does to your body, cotton is sprayed with pesticides. Well, that into your, you know, a very young age or an older age, your age doesn't matter. If you're putting that into your body and you're forgetting to change it, you're like, okay, well, I've gone five hours and you're going throughout your day. That hurts you. So I, we really do care about educating the masses at a just period, but definitely reaching back in our community at an earlier age, partnering with big business to say, hey, look, we are setting a new standard in town and this is what Woomba stands for stamping the cared for womb, this is how you can get involved and give back so we can all, uh, spread the word on every level. Okay, great. And I know in some states, there's a move to omit or reduce taxes that uh, women and girls have to pay when they're buying their products with the idea being this is a nest, a necessity, it's not a luxury. And so, you know, it's actually an equity issue because women and girls are, are having to spend more of their dollars on something that's really necessary. Uh, where do you all stand on that? And would, would you like, like, do you support that? And, and what about even going further than just reducing the taxes? But what about providing products to gr- women and girls in need in general? I would say I support, you know, supporting in regards to let's reduce it. But even I love how we've gotten to a place or even increasing mandates where you're the schools, districts and colleges are mandated and definitely different states have that where they're they're having to provide these sanitary options now. Because like you said, in the U.S., we even struggle here. Homelessness, like so many things that just aren't available to everyday people when you're having to decide, well, am I going to buy my medication, provide or am I going to get a sanitary napkin in the Senate? Terry napkin is taxed at a higher rate where your food isn't taxed. Sometimes it's like in a movie that we watched, they put it back. She looked at her son and she it looked at Halle what she Berry's had in the newest movie on Netflix. And that was literally a scene. Literally, <laughs> she she only had so many dollars and she had her son with her and she could buy. She literally, you know, like let's say you have five to five to ten dollars in your hand, whatever that cost is, it's not covered, right? And so she looked at her son and she was like, you know what? Just let me put these tampons or these pads back. So you find women, you know, we're making that sacrifice to feed our families families or to survive. It's survival and these things aren't available. So it does seem like a luxury item. Everybody can't, but it would definitely be a better place if we could, right? So we would love to just change the culture and just start here. We are the change that we want to see in the world. I love that. Okay. And just to finish out this segment of the show, see, Nicole, you bring so much expertise. Well, both of you do. I'm just wondering, you, you between the two of you, you have a lot of marketing and a lot of brand experience and, and nonprofit experience. If, if listeners are, are, you know, listening and thinking, wow, they started this company. I would like to do something like that too. What would you tell people? I would tell people, if you want to start a company, just always find something that you enjoy first. And I did, even though I have a degree in marketing, I will tell you that marketing, what I learned in college, not relevant now. I graduated 10 years ago. So it's basically just about learning every day. So I always say you sell your way to success. So there are a lot of things that I tried that didn't work out, but that's fine because that taught me, okay, well, we're not going to go with this marketing plan or we're not going to go with this manufacturer. We're going to do it this way. So I would just say never stop learning. There's so many free courses out. Um, Also surround yourself with a supportive team who's going to push you and keep you motivated. And also have a 
planner. I feel like a lot of people talk, but they don't do. So literally write down what you're going to do every day and you'll see all those small wins equal big wins. And Rafine, what would you add to that? I love that. I couldn't have made it a better statement. What is something that we do is we make vision boards every year. And uh, fun fact, we're sisters. <laughs> we have the same mother and we came from the same womb. So find you a good business partner. Uh, make communication is key. Literally write it down and make it plain. I cannot say that enough. And I know her as well. I have a degree in, in business and the, my business side of things didn't get me here. It's literally my whole entire job is to create an experience for people every single day, even outside of this company and my marketing company. We create the best, most authentic experience. Find your gift, find your sweet spot, own it. There is nothing that's impossible in this world. It's only impossible when you break it down, inspire, encourage, motivate something in your life every single day. This life is not our own. It's a gift. And what we do with it is up to us. A lot of things that we go through is for someone else. So once you continue you to sow seeds in the ground, whatever that is, you will reap a harvest at some point. So dream big. If your dreams are not big enough, if they don't scare you, then they're not big enough. We went and we're self-funded at that. So we literally, when we say we have all the skin in the game in this company, we absolutely do. We got behind each other and said, you know what, why not us? Why not now? Be the change uh, because we are woundedly and it all begins with you. So every day is uh, every day is the next day to be great. So just don't stop living now, be in the moment. Love that. Okay. Echoing a lot of the messages that we share on this show. So it's so aligned and I'm so glad to have you both on the show. I'm speaking with C. Nicole and Rafine Lawan, co-founders of Woombly, and we'll be right back. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups, coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work, but with these tools, you will easily find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show with co-founders of Woombly, Rafine Lawan and C. Nicole, and we're headed into the segment called Superpowers for Success, where we really get to dig a little deeper into the thoughts and, and processes that you you go through as women, as leaders, so that hopefully listeners can take something away for themselves that will help them. So the first question I have, and we'll start with C. Nicole, what does success in life mean for you? Success in life for me is just being a joy. Also knowing that you've put something back into the world and helping those under you. That's what success is for me. I know a lot of times people put a dollar amount on it, but there's definitely not. I already feel rich. Everything I want to do is travel the world and I've done that. So success is really about, you know, inner feeling. What do you feel and what do you want to see if you were to die tomorrow? Would you be happy? Love that. And Rafine, how would you answer that question? Success is a mindset. 
right? Success is, I, I, I literally echo most of the things that C. Nicole said in regards to like at this stage in life, everything and anything is tangible. Anything is possible. It literally is, the, the dream is free, but the grind is sold separately, right? So you have to literally plant your feet in the ground. Who can you give back to? Sow a seed, reach one, teach one. Like she said, what did you leave? What legacy do you leave behind you? If you leave this world tomorrow, was it in vain? Who have you touched? Who have you impacted in this life? So so my purpose is inspire, encourage, motivate. Who did I leave a mark in on? Who did I pour into? How did I help my community? Who did I inspire to do something greater? How can we find our gift in this world? Who did I put that into? And then just showing that literally when I say nothing is impossible, my whole marketing company is called Inspire for a reason, right? So Inspire, Encourage, Motivate LLC is the name of that. But we do big business with uh, grocery store retailers. And literally, I was just a young girl who happened to have a baby super early who graduated and then said, hey, yeah, nothing's going to stop me. And I took life into my own hands. So love it. Okay, let's start with you, Refine. on the next question. When did you know that you were really good at what you do? Ooh, I've been a negotiator from the beginning of time. <laughs> like, I really feel like I was born with the gift of gab. I talked a lot from a very, very lo- young age. And I think I figured out, cre- I'm a people person in business for sure. And I can literally sell ice cream to an Eskimo. So I think that uh, that's literally what I've built my business on. Understanding people and getting the yes. I am like, okay, what? how do we get to the yes? I don't believe in no's. No's are not right now. No is me oh. asking you again. And so <laughs> I think I figured that out probably in my teens, you know, just having a, a no, a no nonsense, uh, no is not an answer personality, probably around 13, 14, especially after I became a mother super early, failure was not an option. Like I couldn't just, I didn't want to be just a statistic. And so I worked very hard so I could be a role model uh, for my son and even, you know, shine for my siblings to just like put light forward. So I would say about my teenage years. Okay, good. And see Nicole, same question for you. When did you know you were really good at what you do? I guess subconsciously it was, I was two. So my dad told me that when I was two years old, I saw my sister here rapping a one. She had on underwear and I told my dad, I said, I want to wear those underwear. And he was like, well, in order to wear those underwear, you have to be potty trained. He said the next day I was potty trained because I wanted those underwear. And then also at seven years old, I had already planned out what I wanted in my life. So I'm saying that to say, I've always went after what I've wanted. And so that that's basically how everything comes to fruition. I have an epiphany. I say, I want to do that. The next day I'm doing it. And that's literally how the bad company came about. Like had a talk in May. I was designing, I was looking for manufacturers in June. I was assigned, designing the product in July. It was getting made in August. Like that's literally how I work. And so I knew that I was a great multitasker and whatever I wanted to do, I was just going to do it. I love that. And I just want to call out for listeners because we talk about this a lot, aligning, aligning our purpose with our actions. And so I think what, what enables us to take action so quickly, like you were describing, Cynical, is really being aligned and, and truly believing and knowing and, and believing in what you're doing. And then, it, it, and then the action actually comes quite easily, it, you know, with ease mm-hmm. rather than fighting, fighting and, and pushing hard, right? It sounds like things are unfolding. Not that you're not working hard because that's, mm-hmm. that is for sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you're, I'm sure it's hard work, but it doesn't need to be hard, like an uphill battle all the time. If you're in flow, doing things with ease, 
you're usually taking action quickly because it's aligned with your inner knowing and with with what you know to be true. Uh, So I just wanted to call that out for listeners. And next question, what is a personal habit that you have that contributes to your well-being so you can do everything you do in the world? And we'll start with you, C. Nicole. I'm a firm believer of a work-life balance. So I've never worked in corporate. I've always been self-employed ever since college. So for me, what contributes to everything is just making sure that I have a full cup support in before, you know, helping everyone else. I'm a big stickler on getting eight hours of sleep. I'm a big stickler on turning my phone off after a certain time and not turning it on until a certain time. <laughs> so for me, it's so it's just honing in and sticking to a work-life balance to keep my mental sane and to quiet my mind and keep my peace. I love that. And so what I'm hearing there is really setting boundaries. We talk a lot about that on the Well Woman Show, setting boundaries, but like setting boundaries with yourself too. So what what you are and aren't willing to do and tolerate. And Rafine, what would you say about that? I wish that eight hours of sleep thing applied to me. That is not my life or my ministry. But <laughs> so for me, um, I wish the podcast could see us, right? Because I have a beautiful metal wall behind me. Exercise, right? So I, my physical being really does pour into my work-life balance. And so I'm up at 4, 4.30 really when it comes to, because we both have entrepreneurial ventures throughout both of our businesses, setting a calendar at night. So I'm scheduling my first emails go out at five in the morning, right? So if I'm scheduling that at night, I can have a clear mind to get up and meditate and pray and go work out at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And I know the business is running, right? I'm, I am a mom. So when it comes to afternoon, when I pick up my son, all right, let me see those folders. Okay, Logan, let's unpack those things. So it's really creating the same thing, work-life balance, but also my team and my systems when it comes from the marketing side of things, having those particular time slots where it's like, no, this is diving into marketing. All right. Now I'm getting ready to go run on the track. I'm training for 2024 Olympics, the steeplechase race. So I'm a hopeful, you know, Lord willing we get there. So I have time where I literally designate hours to the track where I don't do any calls, anything. And then I come back to life like, all right, let's go. What are we doing team? So Mm. have it all. Just make your time and take your boundaries and keep them, you know, keep them straight. I love that. Okay. And just a couple more questions. What superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? (laughs) Yeah, I would think the people thing for me, that negotiation situation, the gift of gab and the saying yes. So fun fact, super early on, I think I got called like, oh, nosy Rosie. And I was like, what did I do? Because I asked a lot of questions. And I think literally you have to be careful, like how you share your gifts early on, because people can silence them and then you won't grow into them later. So when I realized that was a superpower of mine being in business now, asking the necessary questions so I can, when I find get to the person that I want to talk to, I've already said, hey, I need X, Y, and Z, and I've already done the legwork. So the only thing I need you to say is yes. And so literally I eliminate I eliminate most possibilities or probabilities to, for me to get a no in business by just taking care of the things on the front end, by being inquisitive and asking those necessary questions. So I think that's going to be one for me, knowing that creating an experience has literally been my superpower this whole entire time. I love that. Okay. And C. Nicole, what about your superpower? Being a rebel and having a voice. So even in elementary school, if I didn't like something, I would always say something. You know, a lot of times kids say, oh, well, there's, that's a teacher that's an adult. They have to be doing everything right. And I think I learned later on just by observing my parents that adults are learning as well. They don't all the time know what's going on either. So my father, I grew up with my father. He didn't silence 
my rebel voice. He always liked that, had a little spiciness, um, a little zest. So that's how I'm able to run a nonprofit. I am a woman in a space, especially in Africa, where it's mostly males. And I am speaking up. I do have those voice, that voice for those women who don't want to speak. And anytime I'm seeing something wrong while I'm traveling, I'm always the one like voicing my opinion, voicing my concerns. So just being a rebel and voicing concerns like that, this womanly wouldn't even be possible without me saying, hey, like, no, nah, I don't like what menstrual pads are out there. So I'm going to do something different. And I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to market it in a way that is non-conventional to what the standards of marketing all the way from, you know, the women, the women in our ads are like all women from different shapes, sizes, colors, the way we talk about it, it's more in a millennial generation Z way. So just being a rebel and doing things differently. Love that. Okay. And do you identify as a feminist? Raffine, do you identify as a feminist? That's a good question. I can't tell you that I've thought about that today. <laughs> this is going to probably be off the grid. I identify as a powerhouse. How about that? Like I am a, I know I look, I look at Kristen's cheek, uh, see Nicole's cheeks when I said it. And really it's like definitely empowering women uh, is one of the staple things, but em- empowering people period is a thing. Like again, inspire, encourage, motivate. My whole entire platform and my business is built off of that. Um, so I'm all for women's power, women's rights, but it's 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 so much bigger, right? But it it does begin with us in spe- specifically in this particular conversation for sure. Yeah, and go for it, Tina Cole. <laughs> oh, I've already thought about this. Understand that I'm a talker, so I think of everything before someone asks. No, I'm not a feminist. I believe in the family unit as a whole. I think also because I am, I do have come from a background people of African descent through history. I am a historic writer. Um, some of my books are about that. I've seen the, uh, I guess, the struggle between trying to put women and men against each other. So do I, I believe in rights for all. So I am an equal opportunist. Obviously, I am a woman and I do champion for women, but I am, I would personally consider myself a pan-Africanist, which is um, just fighting for the rights of people of African descent worldwide as a whole. So that is what I am. Thank you for those answers, those honest answers. And last question for you both. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Okay, so literally I'm looking at it. I am reading Little Legends. So it is Black History Month and it is a book consisting of, a children's book um, consisting of just a children's form of Black history. It's about men of African descent from all walks of life. I'm reading that to my nephew. So that's what's on my nightstand, literally. (laughs) Her nephew is my son. And so... I'm looking at the book that we're reading because he's in school. So <laughs> it's Win Dixie uh, is what we're reading because I don't have a choice right now. But it's so funny when she said that I was like, God dog it, because that's the book that I'm reading to him. So we're uh, we're doing homework assignments and it's a chapter book. So each night we have a line like chapter by chapter on things to do. So we're both reading to the same person, but just two different aspects for school and for culture and history and empowerment. And so Yeah, the same kid is getting both of us. Uh, I love it. Well, he's a lucky guy. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show today, C. Nicole and Rafine Lawan, co-founders of Wombly. And you can check out all the show notes and find out how to contact my guests and the company. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having us. 
Absolutely. Thank you for having us for sure. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for the well woman show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.